Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Rich Sports Talk. Sports Talk, where the million, and I'm your host, Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us on the program today. A lot to get into, so let's get right into it. If I was to tell you, after the 2013 All-Star Game, what would have happened to arguably one of the biggest stars in the game, you would have thought I was a little bit crazy. We all know that the big storyline for that All-Star game was Marion Rivera getting the MVP. It was his last All-Star game. But it was an All-Star game bookend by two New York stories. Of course, the back end was Marion Rivera, but the front end was Matt Harvey, who started for the National League. The 24-year-old phenom, who became known as the Dark Knight, had taken New York baseball by storm, especially in a year where the Yankees... Let's be honest, 2013 will be remembered as the Mariano Rivera retirement tour, as this was one that that valley where the Yankees were struggling to make the postseason, and it looked like the Mets had the next big star, 24-year-old Matt Harvey. And six years later, Matt Harvey has been designated for assignment by the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, and... It's a tragic story, as you see a great athlete who looked like he had the world at his fingertips just falls, and is there time to save his career potentially? I'll get into that later, but to me, when I look at the whole Matt Harvey story, I take away three lessons that young players should learn about moving forward. The first one is, the brand will come. Don't worry about the brand. And the problem for Matt Harvey, I think, really started when, you know how some people get a little bit over their head early on? I think that's what happened in the case of Matt Harvey. And it's easy to see why. Arguably, he was the biggest baseball star in New York. I mean, the Mets didn't have a big star. He was the big reason people were going to the ballpark at City Field at that point in the Mets history. And for Matt Harvey, he got the moniker, the Dark Knight. I mean, he even had his own logo. He had the bat logo with him pitching. I mean, this became huge. He became known as the Dark Knight of Baseball in Gotham in New York City. But here's the thing with brands. If you're going to have a brand, you're going to have to live up to it. And when you don't, it's a hard fall. And I always say with young athletes, the brand will come. Go out there and play. Jacob deGrom might not have a big of brand as Matt Harvey, but he's still getting endorsement deals. He's still the most popular player for the Mets right now. So I always say be very careful when you try to get the brand out. And I understand branding is important. All these athletes are their own brands. I mean, when we think of an athlete now, we think of their brand first. And I can completely understand why, because there's a lot of money and a lot of business. And athletes, to be fair, even baseball players, when we really think about it, they have a short shelf life. A good baseball career is, what, 15 years? I mean, you're able to do your job, usually, for over 40 years. So they have less than half your job span to get their money, really. And could they go on after baseball and maybe get endorsements? Sure, but it's a lot harder So for me, one of the big things I take from Matt Harvey is don't get so involved in the brand. I mean, he became a brand before he was a brand. He was a great story for a season in New York, but he wasn't an established brand. A lot of these big brands in America, they've been established through years, through decades. 
He had one great season, and it was a great season, but I think that that brand got into a little bit of his head, and you saw him hanging out in New York, you saw him doing a lot more mingling around the city, and it just felt like baseball kind of became secondary. Which leads me to point two. Going to shift gears a little bit here. But it is funny because one of the big things I hear from fans of baseball is one thing they hate to hear is that dreaded phrase, innings limit. It's become common. I mean, think about it. How many got young pitchers have an innings limit now? Because they want to save the arms. And I understand that baseball fans will say, well, wait a minute. We had guys back in the 60s and 70s. They threw complete games. But baseball's different now. These pitchers are finely tuned athletes. These pitchers are throwing harder than ever. And able to do that, they have to be mechanically sound. If anything goes wrong, it's going to crash. It's like a NASCAR, a Formula One car, a Ferrari. All you need is a little bearing to come loose and the whole thing gets affected. And that's how I look at a lot of these starting pitchers. And I think now going forward with some of these young pitchers, if they want to shut down because of the innings limit, they now have a great example to use of why, hey, I'm going to shut it down. I'm just going to shut it down and not pitch. Because think about this in the National League East. We had Steven Strasburg and we had Matt Harvey, both at a critical crossroads in their career. One chose the unpopular fan opinion and one chose the popular fan opinion and both have gone drastically different. Now, I understand it's impossible to prevent injuries. I understand there's a lot of factors involved. But now for pitchers, young pitchers especially, if they have an injury or they're coming back from a Tommy John and they have an innings limit, now they have a good example to bring to general managers and say, look at point A and look at point B. Now now what am I getting to? If you remember years ago, Steven Strasburg was coming back from an injury. The Nationals were going to make the postseason, but he had that innings limit. And instead of going through it, He shut himself down and didn't pitch in the postseason. Nationals got eliminated early. And people crushed him for it. How could you be sitting out the postseason selfish? But it's a funny thing being an athlete because it is a team sport. But you also have to look out for your best interest. Fast forward to 2015. Matt Harvey, in a year coming back from Tommy John, was in a similar situation. Mets are going to make the postseason. And to their credit, in the postseason, the Mets did limit his innings. He only had one start per series. They didn't put him on short rest. They didn't extend him. They did their best to protect him. But even so, he had an innings limit. And Scott Boris, his agent, came out and said they were going to shut him down for the postseason. And he was torn to shreds in the New York media. I think a big part of it, too, was that Met fans and the media used a little bit against Matt Harvey, which went back to my first point, was during that year where he had the Tommy John, he was at Yankee Stadium watching Yankee games, watching the Jeter final game. And look, I don't have a problem with him going to a Yankee game, but I understand the optics aren't good. I mean, you're the star of the Mets, and you're at a Yankee game. And it had this fear in the back of a lot of Met fans' mind, and you could ask any Met fan at the time. Their biggest fear was Matt Harvey's going to be great, and he is going to go pitch for the New York Yankees when his contract's up. But at the time, when he'd come back from Tommy John, it was his first double-digit win season and is only in his career now. But he looked very good. And you were thinking to yourself, man, the Mets are going to have to pay this guy 
about $30 million a year to be the ace of the staff. And look, DeGrom and Syndergaard looked great that year. Was Harvey what he looked like in the All-Star year? No, but he looked pretty darn close. But instead, he pitched through the postseason. And ever since that, he was a 27-40 and 40 pitcher. His ERA doubled, and his walks and hit per inning nearly doubled, and his wins above replacement collapsed. You had two similar pitchers. Steven Strasburg, while he hasn't been the ace of that national staff and hasn't become as elite as some people thought he might be, he's been a very good pitcher. He's been a great number two in the rotation, or even on some teams, I'd say probably five to ten ball clubs, he'd be the number one. And he's a guy that every year gets the Nationals 12 to 14 wins, gets them close to 200 innings. That's what you want out of a starting pitcher. Meanwhile, Matt Harvey, after that decision, couldn't stay healthy, couldn't stay in the rotation, and is now potentially out of baseball. Which leads me to number three. Be open to adapting. After the injuries, it was clear Harvey, he wasn't the same. He could still throw hard, but he couldn't throw as hard and get as much spin on his breaking pitches that he had before the injuries. So the Mets came up with an idea to move him to the bullpen because the analytics were telling them, hey, the first Time through the order, he looks good. Second time, they're getting on him. So the Mets try to convince Matt Harvey to move to the bullpen. And I actually thought at the time it was a great idea. He said, with the arms they have in their rotation, I could see Harvey with his makeup, his mentality, I could actually see him being a great closer. But the thing was, Harvey still thought he was the dark knight. He still thought he was the ace of the staff. And he was basically saying, no, I'm not going to go to the bullpen. And when he moved to the bullpen, he basically complained about it and then refused to be designated for assignment. You have to be able to adapt. And it's very hard because I understand ego is a huge part of an athlete's game. A lot of them are where they are because they have that ego. And for Matt Harvey, I could understand. He pitched a certain way and it got him to being the number one pitcher in the number one media market in the country. And now people are telling him to change. He's like, well, why should I change? But you also have to be self-aware. You have to be able to look and say, I'm not the same guy I was. And if I want to keep playing and be the best I can be, I have to adapt. The best pitchers adapt. When Pedro Martinez lost the fastball, was he ever the same pitcher again? No. But was he a very competent pitcher because he could throw great breaking stuff and locate his changeup? Absolutely. I remember later in his career, was he the same pitcher as an ace? No. But he was still a very good pitcher in Major League Baseball, and there were times he was throwing 86, 87 miles an hour. Another great example would be Bartolo Colon. Bartolo Colon pitched till his mid-40s. He went from being a guy that could touch 99 to a guy you'd be lucky to hit 87 with a fastball. But he was a competent pitcher because he learned to adapt. Ari Dickey completely changed himself when he couldn't throw a fastball anymore. He became a knuckleballer and won a Cy Young Award because of it. You have to be able to adapt, and I know it's very difficult. And that leads me to this point. I still think Matt Harvey could be saved. I actually think going to the bullpen might not be the worst thing in the world. If he could become a competent closer or even a relief pitcher, I understand they don't make starting pitching money. But relievers have never been more valuable in baseball with analytics and with shortening the game 
relievers are in demand right now. This is the best time in baseball history to be a reliever. And if he can become an effective reliever, I think that would be great. But I do think he has to make an adjustment because he still thinks he's an ace. He still has that ego. And I remember this offseason, him blasting the Mets, saying, well, there's 29 teams I would sign with. And for the Matt Harvey, he should be thanking the Mets because the Mets did him a big favor. A lot of teams just could have cut him. But the Mets put him in the best position to succeed. I almost feel like the Mets felt bad for what happened to him and almost wanted to say thank you for making us relevant for two or three years. And they sent him to Cincinnati. They sent him to a team where he would. they knew he would be a starting pitcher. They knew he would get innings. And you look, he wasn't a bad starter there. And he ended up getting an $11 million contract this offseason with the Angels. That was more than he ever made with the New York Mets. So the Mets did him a big service. He had the opportunity to pitch a full year last year with the Reds, and he was able to become a starting pitcher again with the Angels. But with the injuries that have piled up in another one this year, and he's at the age of 30, if he really wants to play, then he's going to have to adapt. But either way, Matt Harvey, he could succeed outside of baseball. I think he's got the personality. But if he really wants to keep playing, he needs to adapt. I think he could be a very good reliever. But this is, once again, one of those tragic stories of one of those athletes where we look, will look back on, I think, in 10, 15 years. It won't be the extent of like a Bo Jackson, but I think a lot of people will look back and say, if Matt Harvey didn't get hurt, man, how good would he have been and how good would that Mets rotation would have been? And it's kind of funny looking back. I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but even if Matt Harvey shut it down for that World Series run, I still think the Mets could have made the World Series because Syndergaard and DeGrom were great in that series. I do believe Harvey, if he had the innings limit, didn't get hurt, and came back the following season, I think that the Mets would have been better off because don't forget, they made the postseason, they made the wild card, and if they had a good Matt Harvey in that rotation during the regular season, they probably would have won the division, which changes the whole outlook of that postseason as opposed to the one-game wild card, which they lost. And they got a great performance out of Syndergaard in that. So I think that it will be the biggest thing I will take out of this it isn't that because we've seen it time and time again with athletes that don't reach their potential. We've seen with athletes that get hurt, and it's unfortunately that they don't reach their potential or they try to build the brand before they they actually have established themselves over a long period of time. But to me, the biggest thing I'm going to take away is I think now if there's ever a pitcher coming back from injury and he has some clout where he's a little bit of a star, he has a little bit of power, he now has a great example of what two careers that were very similar, and it was a great debate at the time, who was going to be the better pitcher, Steven Strasburg or Matt Harvey? And you saw both had that critical crossroads, even heading in the postseason. And I understand you will take a beating in the media. I understand you will take a beating in the fan base. But as an athlete, you have to look out for yourself, especially in baseball, especially when you're a young pitcher. I mean, you've been blessed with a golden arm. And the way that the system works now, you have to pitch well for a couple of years to get that massive contract. And once you get injured or the injuries start piling up, 
your value just plummets because no one's going to want to pay you. And they're going to say, well, we don't want to invest in you. You've had a couple Tommy Johns. You've been injured. You've had shoulder fatigue. I think if there's a lot of pitchers that have a similar situation, either they're coming back or it's their first full season and they get toward the end of the season, their team's in the playoff race, I think they can say, look, my agent says I should shut it down. And if they get criticism, that's fine. But they have a great example saying, look, I don't want to be the next Matt Harvey. I don't want to blow through my innings limit and get injured and put myself in a position. Because don't forget, it's not necessarily the pitch count and the innings. It's how long the season goes. I mean, when your regular season ends in September, you have that whole offseason recover. When you pitch in October, that's extra innings, that's extra pitches on your arm, and you get less recovery time before the next season. That's why it's so hard to repeat in baseball because you see it. You see it this year with the Red Sox, and especially early. Their rotation did not look good. It's getting better now, but at the beginning of the season, people are thinking, why are the Red Sox struggling? It's because they had a long season last year. That starting pitching went deep into the postseason. They had a lot of extra innings. They had a lot of extra pitches on those arms coming in. And the Red Sox did their best to try to curtail their pitching in spring training. But you see it with a lot of these teams that get to the World Series. It's not even the winner. It's whoever gets to the World Series or teams that go deep into the postseason. It's incredibly hard to have a bounce-back year when you've taxed your pitching that much. So I will not be surprised if we see this a little bit more aggressively now from pitchers that will say, look... I have my innings limit. I'm shutting it down. And I know they'll take a lot of criticism for it. But if you're a great pitcher and you know you have the chance to make a big contract in this league, you got to protect yourself. You have to protect your investment. Look at what Steven Strasburg did. Will he be a $200 million pitcher? No. But will he be a guy that probably during his career will earn $150 million for pitching? and being consistent and being a 13-14-15 game winner every single season? Absolutely. I mean, Matt Harvey was a guy where we were talking about him being a $200 million pitcher, how the Mets were going to have to absolutely break open the bank. But right now, throughout his career, he's earned just over $20 million. And I know a lot of people are saying, well, it's still $20 million. I get that. But there's a huge difference from being a $20 million pitcher to being a guy that could have made close to $30 million a year as a pitcher. And I think that will be the biggest lesson we take out of Matt Harvey is protecting themselves. But once again, this is a, one of those tragedies in sports and one of those great sports questions we will ask at the bar 10, 15 years from now. And it'll be, what happened to Matt Harvey? Could you imagine how good he could have been? If, if, if he could have stayed healthy. That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Remember, you can che- check us out on iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spreaker, Spotify, wherever podcasts are available. Remember, if you'd like to get in touch with the show, our email is richsportstalk at gmail.com. That's richsportstalk at gmail.com check us out on social media and twitter facebook instagram at the handle rich sports talk and on youtube using rich sports talk but once again i'm your host Owen rich thank you so much for joining us here today and until next time this is rich sports talk